So open up your Bibles to the Gospel of John chapter 7. The Gospel of John chapter 7. We'll read one verse for a text. And uh, while you're, after you get turned there, I want you to make a decree with me. Decree this with me. Let's come in agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're going to let go of the old so we can receive the new. Father, we say what you say. We're going to see by the Spirit, the Holy Ghost will elevate Jesus before our eyes. Lies will fall and truth will be received. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read verse 24. Uh, in this seventh chapter, uh, Jesus is uh, having trouble with his family. Anybody ever have trouble with your family? He's having trouble with his family. He's having trouble with uh, being able to minister uh, in the liberty and freedom that God has called him to because uh, of the religious system trying to keep... Uh, the, the dispensation of grace coming into fruition and, and all of those things. And so he's trying to make his way to fulfilling all the Word of God and, and, and getting to the cross where he can defeat hell, death, and the grave and all of these things. And, and he's having to fight uh, a lot of religious devils. And so uh, as you and I are looking around right now, we, we see a lot of religious devils that are at work. Uh, hindering spirits that are blinding people and causing people to see things uh, in a very uh, limited way, a very discouraging way. But I got a word from the Lord that encouraged me so much, and I don't know how, exactly uh, how we're going to bring it forth in the future. But, I, 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 you know, as we look around and we see so much of our youth, they're, they're discouraged and, they're, and, they, and they see things kind of twisted. The Spirit of God encouraged me so much. He said, uh, "He said I've got so much love uh, in their heart that the devil has took and put it in a in a twist where uh, instead of being able to, in other words, right now they want to accept everything and everybody, you know, because they have a love in there. But the devil's twisted that love. Well, can you imagine when the Holy Ghost presents Jesus to them, what it's going to be?" And, and the Spirit of God said, I'm going to use these, the, the, the millennials and the, um, what's, what's, Z, what's Gen Z, I'm going to use them like never before to bring in the modern day, the last day harvest. Because, see, they've got a love that is so expansive. And, and so uh, I, I think we're going to see some amazing things, amen? And I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to hold... Uh, my my eyes, my focus on that reality and that truth. Can, can you imagine somebody who loves uh, to a level that we've never seen before since the time of Christ, what that's going to do? That's an exciting thing, isn't it? But anyway, so tonight we're, we're, we're laying a foundation toward that. Let, let's read verse 24, if you would, for sake of time. Um, John chapter 7, verse 24. If you're there, say amen. Out of the mouth of Jesus, he said, Judge not according to the appearance. Uh, from the Greek, it's talking about from the outside. Judge not from the outward appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge not according to the outward appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Judge 
from the inside out. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. That's right. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you for your presence here tonight. So glad to see each and every one of you. Uh, you know, we've we've seen a long time frame where people have got hung up in, in, in Matthew chapter 7 uh, about judging not. And you and I, uh, the Spirit of God dealt with me pretty strongly. We need to repent of allowing the devil to take that verse of Scripture and twist it. Because here out of the mouth of Jesus, he tells you and I that we are to judge. Uh, in fact, how can you and I accept a prophetic word unless we're in the place of judging? Because the Bible says that when we come together in a situation like this, that uh, as the Spirit would move on different parts of the body, not just in the in the ministry, but in the lay ministry, in the in the different parts of the body, and somebody uh, gives a prophetic utterance and, and speaks under the unction of the Spirit of God, uh, you and I we're to judge that. We're, we're we're to judge that and see whether that's of God or not, and we're to to judge our testimonies and to judge our our, our witnessing and all of those things. And so, if we're in the place where we say, "Oh, I, I can't judge that," then we're defying what Jesus wants us to do. Because you have to know what you receive in your heart. I have to know what I receive in my heart is inspired, uh, is empowered, and, and is given by the Spirit of God. Amen? So we need to be in the place where we say, Okay, Lord, I repent for allowing the devil to, to feed me a false bill of goods. I'm going to be able to judge not what I see externally, not see uh, what I see on somebody's face or, or some action I might see, but I'm going to, by the Spirit of God, revealing the Word of God, revealing Jesus in them, I'm going to know what's truth, what's a lie, what, what I can adhere to, what I can help adjust. See, if I'm not adhering to something you say, I need to help you adjust it. If you're not adhering to something that I say, you need to help me adjust it. Amen? We're here together. God's building a family. And so, this is what we're going to look at tonight. You and I, uh, I heard the Spirit of God say, you can be saved and you can be on your way to heaven and even walk, be walking in your calling and you can miss the whole thing that God's wanting to show you. So we've got to be very cautious. And we're going to go to the Old Testament and we're going to look at an example of that and build our faith. But before we do that, let's go to, to, to James chapter 1, verses of Scripture you're very familiar with. We've taught on them, preached on them many times. But I want, I want you to see how important, remind yourself, remind myself how important the Word of God is. So Jesus tells us not to judge from the outward, but to judge by the inward. And so that means that that judgment comes uh, by uh, the, the Word of God, by Jesus, who was the Word made flesh. And, and we need to know that until we learn how to keep our eyes on Jesus and see where we're at in Jesus, uh, that we'll never be able to be able to look at a situation and judge it righteously. Because uh, we can be easily led astray because our feelings can get involved in a situation. Uh, our our uh, emotions can get involved in a situation. And I, I, you may not have any problems with your emotions. My, my emotions, they cause me problems. When, when the devil starts poking and when 
the flesh starts rising up. There's a lot of things there that makes me change my attitude. Well, uh, unless the Spirit of God by Jesus changes my attitude, it doesn't need to be changed. We need to be rock solid in what we're looking at and what we're thinking. So the, the title of tonight's message is simply, You and I Need to Find Focus. And the way that we find our focus is in this Word. It's by the Holy Spirit in you. Now, just think about it. You've got the greatest teacher of all that lives in you. The Holy Ghost abides, lives in you. And His heart's desire is continually to remind you and I of everything Jesus said and to teach us new things. So we'll know how to judge every situation and circumstance by the Word rather than by what uh, my emotions or my feelings or, or my understanding or my experience might be telling me. So let's just, for sake of time, uh, let's start in verse uh, 19. James 1 and 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, uh, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. See, that's what Jesus was dealing with. His, his brethren... Uh, were bringing wrath against him. They were trying to get him to go up and to lose his life uh, there at, the, at the, the Feast of Tabernacles before it was time. The, uh, even the, the, the lay people wouldn't understand what Jesus was talking about. He said, hey, I did one miracle. You know, on the Sabbath, he was referring to at the pool of Bethesda there in John chapter 5 where he healed the lame man who was lame for 38 years and said, you're trying to kill me. And, uh, and that, of course, that was the scribes and the Pharisees and all the other people who had come in for this feast. They said, who's trying to kill you? You must have a devil. In other words, you must be... Uh... And see, because why? Because they was looking at this situation. They were coming in and they were saying this was a certain way when it wasn't that way at all. They were judging uh, from simply from the external. And so you and I, we've got to be in a place and a position... Uh, where we're going to encounter many circumstances. We're going to encounter all sorts of situations, especially the closer you get to the Lord and the more you go to minister in His name, things are going to happen. And you've got to have the assurance of the Spirit of God in your life bringing that Word, bringing truth. And so I, I, I need to say, now, wait a minute. My, I'm wanting to have a Word here. I, I'm, uh, and that Word obviously is going to lose some flesh. And if it's not by the Spirit of God... Uh, then I need to what? I need to step back, right? Just for a moment. Verse number uh, 20. He said, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So Jesus said, Judge not according to the outward appearance, but judge righteous judgment. So the, the righteousness of God is Jesus. Amen? So, so righteous judgment is, Lord, you're the truth. Jesus said that, right? John 14, 6. He is the truth. So, Lord, give me the truth in every situation of my life. What I'm looking at, what I'm feeling with. Right now, there, there, there's some situations in your life uh, where I, I believe with all of my heart, God is trying to uh, help you, help me to open up our hand and let go of some old things where He can place some new things in our life. Uh, you and I, we've been faithful in those things. Some of those things are not necessarily bad. Some of those things were ordained of God. Some of those things were acceptable and the acceptable will of God. But it's time that we lay them down and we move forward and say, God, I'm going to empty out what I've got in my hand, what I've got in my heart, where you can put something new. Amen. I'm willing to receive that. Now, look what he says. Verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all, how much? All filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. 
your mind, will, and your emotion. So uh, what I've got to learn to do is, uh, like when I get aggravated, when uh, things happen, I, I, I need to see that those things are trying to push out Jesus. They're trying to push out righteous judgment. And so I need to say, Lord, I, I want to lay those things down, but that you and I, we are, we are not a vacuum being. When you take something out of your life, you immediately have to put something in it. Because if you don't, something will be put there for you. So you've got to make a choice. I've got to make a choice. Okay, I'm going to lay down some of this superfluity of naughtiness. I'm going to uh, lay down something that is not, that's uh, anything of the flesh is filthy. Okay, so I'm going to lay some of those things down. And the minute I lay that down, I'll need the Holy Spirit to help me judge righteous judgment. I need Him to come into my heart and don't let me look at this from the external, but let, let me look at it from the internal and give me a word that will fill me up. Because if I'm filled up with the word, then I have victory. I have power. I have strength. I have peace. I have something that is greater than what I'm looking at on the outside. Amen? And, and so that, that's, that's my heart's desire. And he said, if I would do that, I, I would be able to save my soul. Don't you want to be able to, to see some things changed in your mind, willing emotions? I do. I desperately do. I, I want to see some things changed. And, and the only thing that will change you and I on the positive front is the Word. Jesus is that Word. So I, I've got to let Him uh, uh, cause me to be able to judge righteously. Okay, I've got to get where we're going. I'm sorry. but uh, uh, Verse 22. But be you doers of the Word. Uh, you know, put it into practice. Be a performer of the Word and not hearers only. Otherwise you deceive your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. Uh, in other words, the word of God is that mirror that doesn't show you and I are outside. I don't know about you. I get sick of the devil trying to imitate God. And, and what the devil does, he holds up his mirror. And his mirror shows me all of my flaws, all of my weaknesses, all of my mistakes. But he does it in a religious uh, atmosphere. He doesn't in a way say now that th th doesn't bring hope, but it brings condemnation. It doesn't bring conviction, which conviction always gives us an opportunity. And, and so I I've got to see now. Wait a minute. That's not of God. So I've got to cast that down. And I'm going to receive the word. I'm going to receive this other stuff. I'm going to receive the word of God. And as I receive the word of God, then all of a sudden, uh, then I'm in the place where I'm letting the word show my heart. Tonight, with all of my heart, I pray that in the name of Jesus, that the Spirit of God can show you and I some truth in our heart. He, he, he can show us who we are with the blood of Jesus on us. He can show us who we are with the Holy Spirit lifting up Jesus inside of us, where we can have an anticipation, uh, a, 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 an expectation to be able to be and do who God's called us to be. Amen? You are somebody. And, and you've got great opportunity, but you've got to be able to let go of all of that past and grab a hold of the new to be able to let it come out of your life. He said, um, verse 24, For he who beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man uh, he was. In other words, you and I, we, we lose out of, our, uh, out of our mind, willing, and emotions who we are. We, we've got to start saying what God's called us to be. See, the devil's going to, he's always going to remind us of who we were. And he's always going to try to get us to judge ourselves by our past. No, we judge ourselves by the cross. 
We judge ourselves by that Jesus said, Father, I take their sin. I, I take their shortcomings. I, I take their limitation. I take, I become poverty that they might be become rich. I, I take uh, uh, and give them peace, peace that is exceeding, that is abounding, that, that will make everything possible in their life. We've got to see that and we've got to judge righteously and say, wait a minute, I'm moving past some things. I'm getting stronger, amen? And I'm going to let that happen. Verse 25, and then we're going to the Old Testament. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, say, I'm going to keep looking at the Word. I'm going to continue. I'm going to abide in the Word. I'm going to look in that. He said it would bring liberty. And he said, if I would continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, a performer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. In other words, you're designed to be blessed in everything that you do. Everything that you put your hand to is to have the blessing of the Lord upon it. The Bible says that whatever I do in word or deed, I do it. Whatever you do in word or deed, I do it as under the Lord. And God's blessings upon it. Isn't that something? That means even for a moment of time, I can get aggravated. I can get discouraged. I can get down and out. But I can come right back. And I can say, Lord, here I am. And I want you to show me the truth on this. Because see, everything that the devil's trying to do is for the negative, for a hurt, for a hindrance, it's just an opportunity for God to show you how mighty, how glorious, how loving, how fulfilling His Word is in your life. I believe that, don't you? Come on, greater things, greater things. But I'm going to have to hold on to it. All right, so with all that, that's just the foundation. We're going to spend most of our time here in the Old Testament. Let's go to 1 Samuel. And I want you to see some things out of Samuel the prophet's life. In 1 Samuel 16, uh, I, I want you to see there's three different Hebrew words here that talks about being able to focus. And, and all three of these Hebrew words... Uh, uh, we're going to look at them from God's point of view, and we're going to look at them from our point of view. And when you and I are looking at things from God's point of view, all of a sudden, uh, faith is released, hope arises, like in that song that they lead us in in worship. But just an assurance of who we are and what we've been called to do just manifests itself. Amen? So I want you to look here. Now, Samuel, uh, you and I, we, we uh, you know, we've read the writings of Samuel. We've, we've read the exploits of, uh, of Samuel. And so we, we uh, love what he stood for from the time of, of how he was born and called uh, as, a, as a priest and as a prophet and all of those things. But I want you to look and see that he wasn't perfect either. So you and I, we know that we serve the one that is perfect. Amen. And so we've got to look at his example and say, okay, I, I, I can build on that. I can, I, I can learn some things. So verse number 1, 1 Samuel 16 and 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul? See, you and I, if we're not careful, we, 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 we think about what didn't happen. We think about uh, what we wanted to happen. We think about how things could have been and all of those things. And we're looking at that and we're holding on to that. And as long as we hold on to that, we'll never be able to receive what God's saying today. Thank God for yesterday. And thank God 
that he uh, kept his hand upon us and he he kept us safe and all of those things. But there's some things that we've just got to move on from. We've got to just let go of. And, and so Samuel uh, is in a place now where God's ready to use him and, and ready to talk to him. And he says, how long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing? There's the word. We've we got to learn how to focus. We've got to learn how to see what God is seeing. We've got to judge righteous judgment, not judge according to how we feel or how we see things on the natural. Seeing I have rejected. God said, I've rejected Saul. I've, I've spurned him. I've, I've cast him away. He did not pass the test. So you and I, we need to see some things uh, that, and we need to ask God, God, did, did I mess up here? Did the devil get involved here? Or are you just working in my life because what I've been holding on to isn't your best? Come on, there may be some things in your life and my life that we thought was so important and so critical uh, that but we need to say, now, wait a minute, God's got something better. I, I need to listen to Him. I need to see it from His point of view. I need to lay it down. Seeing I have rejected Him from reigning over Israel. Now, let's think about that just for a second tonight. Listen by your spirit. Could there be something in your life that you're holding on to that is stopping God's anointing? That's keeping uh, God from bringing a fresh anointing, a fresh word in your life that, that would bring you to a new place. Can you judge righteous judgment? Can you, can you not look at what you don't have or what you might have lost? Can you, can you not look at those things and can you see by the Spirit and see that God may have a David in your life, may have a Christ in your life in that situation rather than a Saul? Uh, he said... Uh, the second part of the verse. He said, fill thine horn with oil. That's what you and I have got to do tonight. We've got to say, Lord, I, I accept the anointing of the Spirit of God because when the anointing comes in my life, when the anointing comes in the believer's life, the anointing destroys every yoke. And the anointing is a symbol of truth, but not just truth. It's a symbol of power to live out of that truth. Amen? I want to live out of the truth, don't you? And so he tells Samuel, Samuel, I know that you anointed Saul because I told you to. And I know that you have a love for him. And, but it's time that you and I uh, move up to a new place. See, we can let our feelings impact what God's wanting to do. We can, we can love a situation or a thing or a, or a time more than what God is wanting to do in our life. And if we don't let go of it, we'll never be able to have the next chapter. Come on. God's a God that does a new thing. He's a God that has a chapter that doesn't hurt, but it helps. He says, fill thy horn with oil and go. So tonight, that's what the Spirit of God is saying to us. Will you let the Holy Spirit help you? Will I let Him help me to judge righteous judgment, to let the anointing come in my vessel, come in your vessel, and let's go on. Let's go on to the things of God. Let's do what He would have us to do. He said, go and I will send thee to Jesse and uh, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king uh, uh, among his sons. Now this word provided over, over 900 times in your King James Version Bible, this word ra'ah is translated see or some form thereof. See, saw, seest. Uh, whatever it might be. So, 900 times. So, I don't know why the King James uh, translators chose to say provided. But, in other words, God says, I see. I'm looking down. And I see in the amongst of the sons of Jesse. 
I, I, I see that I've got somebody that's going to replace Saul who rejected me. Come on. God, he rejected God before God rejected him. And so we've got to see the things that's coming against what God wants to do in our life. They're not with God, so we don't want them. The Bible says you and I are to love God and hate evil. Come on, we're to hate anything that doesn't love God. So we cast those things aside. And, and so he said, I want you to fill your horn. I want you to go, and I want you to go uh, to, to, to Jesse. I want you to go to the Bethlehemite. I want you to go to the house of bread. Come on, this is a type, while we're studying this, this is a type of the shadow of Jesus. Jesus born in Bethlehem. Come on, the house of bread. Jesus is the bread of life. Amen? And, and so uh, Jesse uh, of Boaz and Ruth, this is the lineage of Christ. And so we see how it, it pays, uh, paves the way forward to the New Testament. Verse number 2. And Samuel said, how can I go? How can I? See, that's what the devil wants you and I to do. He wants us to be locked in the past. He, he wants us to, 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 to be afraid. See, he, he has a fear here. How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, See, so we've got a choice tonight. God will talk to us. Talk to the Lord. He'll talk to you. Amen? I talk to the Lord. He talks to me. Tell Him your concerns. T tell Him exactly where you're at, what you're thinking, what you're feeling. Because you've got an appointment. Some of you got some things to do this coming week, and you need God to go before you to prepare the way. Amen? And He'll do that. And Samuel said, How can I go with Saul here? And he will kill me. And the Lord said... Take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. That's what you and I do. We're walking in the sacrifice of Jesus. He is the ultimate sacrifice. So here, uh, pointing to the shadow and the type of Christ, he, t he took a heifer, he had a sacrifice. But your sacrifice, my sacrifice, he set down. Jesus sat down on the right hand of the Father forever. He said it is finished. His work as is, is that sacrifice, as that great high priest, it was accomplished. And so you and I, when the when questions start arising, we need to look and see that Jesus fulfilled and accomplished everything for us. Amen? Verse 3. He said, And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me him who I name thee. So all of a sudden, you and I, we realize that uh, that we can't live on the past anointing. We can't live on that old word. Uh, we've got to see that God wants us to lay down the old and pick up the new. So all of a sudden, He, 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 he gives an agenda. He gives a word. He gives a plan. See, uh, the, the Bible says that me and you, that we'll know the truth and the truth will make us free. Well, that truth is Jesus, whom the Son makes free is free indeed. But we, we've got to walk it out. We've got to live it. And so he gave that word here to Samuel. Uh, Samuel means uh, a hearing in part. Uh, and uh, we, we need to be in the place where we hear uh, what he's saying to us. He said, I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me. You and I, we need to take what God is, is, is revealing to us, and we need to see that you've got an anointing on your life, but you've got to put what God's put in you on what He's wanting to get through you. See, it's not just enough knowing the Word. It's not just enough having the anointing in your life and in my life. We've got to take and receive that Word, and then out of our own life, we pour and we say, Lord, that Word is now, it's a part of me, because I'm going to let that Word work in and through me. Amen? And it's not going to just be a blessing to me, but it's going to be a blessing to all others. 
Verse number four. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake. Isn't that something? That's what you and I can do tonight. We can do what the Lord speaks to us. And he came to Bethlehem. He came to the house of bread. And the elders of the town trembled. Now mark that down in your Bible. This word tremble means they were shuddering with fear. They were, they, they were the point of being paralyzed with fear because, the, because of the anointing that Samuel carried and the realization that when, uh, when he walked into a place, he was bringing the presence of God. He was bringing the Word of God. That's what you do. Everywhere you go, why do you think some people turn and go the other way? Why do you think some people don't look and listen? Because they don't want... The, the, the light that is in you offends the spirit that is in them. And, but here, there was a kindred spirit. And they, they, were, they were trembling and fearing. In fact, what's God fixing to do? Because they knew what happened in the 15th chapter. They knew how God judged Saul and how he judged the situation with King Agad and all of that. And, and so, uh, they trembled at his coming. And they said, Comest thou peaceably? Uh, from the Hebrew, do you come in shalom? Do you, shalom, do you come in peace? Do you come in, in safety? Do you come in all of those things? Uh, verse number 5. And he said, peaceably, shalom, shalom, I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Notice this. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons, and he called them to the sacrifice. Welcome, Brother David. Good to see you. He called them to the sacrifice. So, uh, all of a sudden, see, because uh, Samuel is willing to hear the Lord and willing to obey Him, now that that word that is going to take Samuel to the next place in his ministry, it's going to take uh, Jesse and his household, it's going to take David to his next place, but it's going to take Israel to their next place. See, every time you obey the Lord... It's not just about you and the Lord, but it's about you and your family and the Lord. It's about you and those that you're in contact with. You have divine influence in people's lives. And when you obey the Lord and you follow in that, uh, that obedience is better than sacrifice. It brings a blessing. It brings a reality of a God who's wanting to minister and to serve and to work into people's lives. So I need to focus on that. I need to get the focus off myself. Come on, and of what I want, what, the way I see things, and I need to see it the way, thus saith the Lord. Verse number 6. Now, here's the second, um, the second time this word is used. Verse number 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Elab. So, Samuel, remember God said, I have provided for me somebody that's going to be the new king. I've, I've, got, a, I've got a David out there. Uh, but here, uh, Samuel... Uh, he's still looking and thinking in the old way. Because, see, when he looked at Saul, what does the Bible tell us about Saul? Saul was a head taller than everybody else. Saul was a good-looking, a striking, a, a, a strong-looking individual in the natural. And so Samuel, even though he's hearing from the Lord, he's still wanting to pattern what God's wanting to do now after what he'd done before. That's where we get in trouble. Well, hey, we sung this song and the Holy Ghost done that. Let's sing this song again. Uh, we get, that's right, Brother Donnie. Never, never. We gave that testimony and this is what happened. Let, let, let's, let's take a testimony service in this story. No, we can't do that. 
We can't manipulate the Holy Spirit. We can't get our will, amen, because our will will fail. And so here is, 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 is Samuel is looking. He, he's, he's wanting to provide. He's wanting to see like he saw before because he's comfortable in that. You and I were never going to be comfortable in the move of the Spirit. I'm sorry. The moment that you get comfortable, the Spirit's done left. We've stepped out of God's will because God's not going to allow you and I to be comfortable because when we become comfortable, we don't depend upon Him. But we've got to depend upon Him. Amen? All right. So, and it came to pass when they were they come, He looked on uh, Elab uh, and He said, Surely, surely, this is a sure thing, the Lord's anointed is before Him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, See, we've got to judge not what? Not by the outward appearance, but we've got to judge righteous judgment. The Word of God uh, is not interested uh, in the outward. He's interested in the inward because that's where He lives. That's where His home is. He's inside of, uh, of those who have been made righteous. Uh, but the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not, not bad. Uh, this word not bad, it means to look intently, it means to scan and to focus. So God says, I, 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 I don't want you just to, to see by the outside. He said, I want you to look by my spirit and I want you to scan and focus. I want to show you the heart. I want to teach you, in other words, how you can judge righteous judgment, how you won't be led astray, how you won't be disappointed, how you won't be discouraged. Come on, every one of us tonight, we've been discouraged, we've been disappointed, we've went through some things, and God doesn't want us to have to do that again, amen? He wants to show us, give us a supernatural vision to be able to see the truth. He said, look not on the countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused, I've spurned, I've rejected, just like I did Saul, I have rejected him. For the Lord seeth not. Come on, the, in other words, this is that same word, ra'ah, where God said, I've provided. Uh, I seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh, he provides, on the outward experience, but the Lord looketh, he ra'ahs, he looks on the heart. God sees our very heart. See, that means I can make a mistake in y'all's eyes and you can say, I'm really ticked off about that. I'm aggravated about that. And God looks at my heart and he's seen how much my heart was trying to do right. But my flesh messed me up. The devil tripped me up. And God wraps his arms around me. Come on, God will wrap his arms around you. He won't leave you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll hold you and he'll pull you closer. Amen. Don't let man discourage you. Don't let the devil use man to tell you this and that. Let the Spirit of God tell you the truth. Amen? Verse number 8. <clears throat> now, just stay with me, okay? We're just going down to, 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 to verse uh, 13. Verse 8. Then Jesse called Abinadad. Uh, these names, these names all reflect God in a godlike attitude. Uh, here, he means the father, Abinadad means the father of generosity. You know, God is a generous God. But it doesn't matter what somebody's named if their heart doesn't match their name. In other words, it doesn't matter what somebody's doing if their heart's not in it, if it's not set forth, ordained by God. Then Jesse called Abinadad, and he made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Verse 9. Then Jesse made Shammah, desolation, ruin, pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Verse 10. 
And again, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. See, this is where you and I, we, we've got to learn that sometimes we've got to wait on the Lord. That's the hardest thing to do. Like this morning. You know, at any point of time in that service this morning, we could have just stopped what we was doing and we could have had a normal service. And we could have left the Holy Spirit over here and we've been way over here. But the hardest thing for our flesh is to do is to tell it to be quiet and just wait. Wait upon the Lord. Can you imagine? Here Samuel is. He said, I done told Jesse that God's going to provide a son. And God usually picks the elder. And here I'm having all of these sons go by me. And with each one, God says no. Can you imagine? When Samuel walked in there, he was standing real tall. By the time he gets to the seventh son, he's bowed over and he's going, Oh my gosh, I know God told me to do this. Come on, we've all been there. And, 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 and this is where we've got to learn how to wait. We've got to learn how to trust the Lord. We've got to learn, okay, I'm not judging this, but what I'm feeling. Remember, the Word of God is able to save my so, my mind, will, and emotions. I'm pushing out the other where I can receive Jesus, that engrafted word, where it'll change everything. Uh, and Samuel said, verse 11, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Now this is important, Are here all thy children? Can, can, can you imagine? You know, he's thinking, Oh, goodness. He just had seven sons go before me. Are here all of y'all of, of your children? And he said, there remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. Now, I, I love this because, uh, you know, the, the, they don't regard David with much integrity here. Uh, and they, they don't, they, they, you know, his brothers even in First Samuel 17, when David comes there to bring them supplies from his dad, they said, you need to get back to your few little sheep. So they have no respect for him. But... Uh, I, I love it because if we look at Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 9, we won't turn there, but you can make a note, mental note of it, uh, down about verses 3 through 4, uh, and then down about verse 20 or something like that. It, it talks about how Saul couldn't keep his daddy's donkeys. He lost his daddy's donkeys. But here we've got a young man who is a keeper. Woo! A keeper of the sheep. See, that's what God's looking for. He's looking for you and I to come into the great shepherd where you and I can be the sheep of the sheepfold. We can let the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. I let the Lord shepherd me. I let Him teach me how I can be a, a brother and a sister. I can shepherd other people. Amen? He keepeth the sheep. Verse, uh, the rest of the verse. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. Now, uh, they're getting ready to eat this sacrifice. They're getting, they've offered the, uh, they've made provision and all of this plan and, and, and this, and this meal that is going to take place and this ordination and this transfer of anointing. Uh, Samuel said, okay, everything is on stop until you get the person here that needs to be here. Now remember, uh, Jesse here, his name means gifting. It means, uh, uh, abundance, abundant gifting. And, and so, uh, you and I, we don't realize sometimes when we're in that lineage of Christ, come on, say I'm in the lineage of Christ, how abundant you are. 
Jesus said, I come that you might not only have life, but you might have it. Woo, come on. That's in your lineage. You're an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. God owns it all, but guess what? You're an heir of that, amen? And so that's in your lineage. And so uh, uh, Samuel says, okay, we're going to stop everything until we get the reason why I'm here. That's what you and I have got to learn to do. You, you, got, you, you sit down and you've had your prayer time. And you've prayed what you thought you needed to pray. But if the anointing hadn't come, you wait. Don't get mad at me. Come on. You wait. Wait till, the, wait till Jesus shows up. You and I, if we're not careful, we'll get in the habit. Well, I'm going to get down here and I'm going to pray. Okay, I've done my due. Now I can go about my day. Did the anointing come? If the anointing didn't come, we're not done. We, we, we open up our Bible and we start to read something. You don't have to read a whole chapter. Praise God if you do. But, but you may need a verse. You may need a word out of a verse to make it through this day. Wait till the anointing comes. And when the anointing comes, when Jesus shows up, then you're going to be able to get up in liberty. Come on and live, walk out the day. You're going to have freedom. You're going to have peace. You're going to have understanding and all of those things. But let Him tell you how much to read. Don't let a, a, a devotional tell you how much to read. Don't let uh, anybody tell you. Let Jesus, let the Spirit of God tell you what you need for that day. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen? Because He knows exactly what you need. And so this is what Samuel's doing. He said, I'm hearing from the Lord, but I'm hearing just like you are. I'm hearing one word at a time. See, we want it all in advance. You're not going to get it all in advance. You're going to get it one word at a time because you're called to walk the faith walk. Uh, verse number 12. And he sent and he brought him in. Can you imagine now? Uh, uh, he, he, uh, since they don't respect David, they don't, they don't have this honor for him. And, and, you know, we've talked about it a couple of weeks ago about even, uh, and Brother Corey taught it in here about uh, uh, the situation with David and, and uh, his, his, his history and so forth. But they, they sent him and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, he, he was a redhead, and he was with all of a beautiful countenance, and he was goodly to look at. He was goodly to look at. In other words, when Samuel saw him, this word uh, look here is, uh, you know, like we have the word see and we have the word seest. Uh, or, or we have the word see and we have the word saw. This here is off the word of Ra'ah. It's one step away from it where the Lord said, I provided for me. So all of a sudden, Samuel is starting to see like God. Don't that excite you? I, I, all of this time, I mean, he's hearing. He's hearing, and thank God. But see, if you keep hearing what God is saying, you're going to start seeing the way God is seeing. You start picking up the focus of the Lord. The focus causes you to be able to see promises, see provision, see plan. And all of a sudden, you recognize and realize, it's yours. It's yours. It, Jesus died to give it to you and I. Amen? Hallelujah. That excites me so much. He said, uh, he's goodly to look on, and look at the last part of the verse. And the Lord said... So, see, this is God's Word continually bringing vision. And the Lord said, Arise and anoint him, for this is he. Can you imagine the relief that Samuel felt? Okay, I didn't miss it. God just took me on this walk. And now, this is my purpose, my destiny. What's your purpose in your destiny? Your purpose in your destiny is to keep receiving, hearing the Word of God, start seeing the way God sees, focus Finding focus. 
where you can release the anointing. See, the anointing abides in you. Oh, the other night, I, I, I was in such a bad shape physically. And, and I just laid there in my chair and I just, I just worshiped the Lord, just worshiped Him until He finally sh- showed up. He was there all the time, but I had to get the flesh down to be able to feel Him show up. And then I just simply laid the hand on the top of my head and I laid it right here. I didn't say a word. I just loved on Jesus. And as I loved on Jesus, all of a sudden, the anointing that is in my hands, the anointing that is in your hands, I felt it. That warm anointing, that glow, it started flowing. And it flowed through and through. It made a divine connection. And when it connected, all of a sudden, every pain, every bit of discouragement, every lie, everything the devil, it bowed and the anointing destroyed the yoke. Amen? That's your ability. That's my ability. But we do it for ourselves. We do it for our spouse, our children, our friends, our co-workers. We do it for whoever God leads in our path. They shall lay hands on the sick. Amen? That's your job. That's my job. That's our privilege. All right. Then Samuel, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. Now, notice. See, so many times in your life and my life, we want God to fulfill everything He's promised us. But what if Samuel had heard God and he said, Go, and Samuel went up and went, but he didn't hear the part, Fill your horn with oil. Remember what we read? He said in verse number 1, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil and go. See, God... If you're in a place where you're standing still, God's not going to give you another command until you do the previous command. Because, see, if not, you'll end up in a place that you need need to be, but you're there without the anointing. Amen? Come on. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, and he anointed him. He anointed David... In the midst (laughs) of his brethren. Don't you love it? God wants to show you off in amongst all of those who don't understand you, who don't appreciate you, who don't value who you are. See, your worth, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, the precious blood of a lamb. That's how valuable you are. And so God wants to show how valuable you are because you accepted His Son Jesus and that sacrifice and you become the temple of the Holy Spirit, the abiding place of the Godhead. He wants to show you off. So in the midst of the brethren, He said, this is my boy. This is my girl. This is my child. Amen? All right. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Don't you love it how God puts things in there just to help us? Because, you know, there's been some people say, well, the Spirit of the Lord left David when he sinned. If the Spirit of the Lord leaves me when I sin, I cannot repent. I don't know to repent. I don't know the love and the draw of God. No, the Spirit of God come on David from that day forward and that love of God pulled David out of his sin and pulled him back in the place where he was supposed to be. Amen? Find focus. See, why do I say that? Because you're going to encounter some people uh, in, in the near future. And that's why God is getting us ready to be able to judge righteous judgment, to judge from the heart rather than from the past experience or from what we saw on the outside. 
and you're going to be in the place and the position where you're going to see how God really feels about them. He doesn't think about what they've done. He thinks about what they can do when they come back in covenant with Him, when they come under the blood. Amen? He's looking, at, he's looking to forgive people. He's going out of His way. to get, His mercies are new every morning. He's wanting to save the lost. He's wanting to draw the backslider back to that place. Amen? And so you and I, we've got to learn how to walk, how to live, how to look, how to see, how to find focus in what God's finding focus with. Now listen, by the Spirit of God, you're going to meet somebody that your flesh is going to say, I'm backing up. I know what they've done. I know what they've said. But the Spirit of God is going to show you their heart. And you're going to see that Jesus is in their heart and He's working on them to bring them to salvation. And because God is going to show you that, then you're going to have the opportunity to release the anointing, to release David, to release Jesus into their life. Amen? Be ready. Be prepared. It's going to come at a time that you may not expect it, but because you're walking like Samuel, you're walking step by step, you're learning how to hear, and as you learn how to hear, God's Word always brings vision. You're going to be able to judge righteously. Amen? Let's close in Philippians chapter 3. I want to read one verse. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. This is what the Apostle Paul said, and I wish we had time to, uh, to hit this, but I won't hold you. He says in verse 14, he said, I press, uh, decayo, and this word press is not a strong enough word. The, the, the word is pursue. Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 5, uh, the same word is translated persecute. Uh, you know how the devil persecutes Christians? How the devil persecutes believers? That, that, that's, the, that, that's the impact. That's the same word in the negative. So we're, we're, we're not just pressing toward the mark. We're, we're pursuing with everything we've got toward the mark. Amen? But I've got to be able to see the mark. What's the mark? The mark is scopo. It's where we get our English word uh, scope. And, and so that's how you and I find focus when we, we know what we're looking at and what we're looking for. I press toward the mark, the scopos. The mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You've got a high calling. Come on, your life is not about nine to five. Your life is not living for the weekend. Your life is that you're here and you're living out this life as a seed for the eternal. Amen? Everything you're doing is a seed sown that you're going to reap a harvest on. The, the, the Bible says that God, uh, He wants you to see that you've got a seed for everything that He's putting in your heart. See, there's some things that's been put in your heart. And, and because God's put it there and you've trusted in Him, it's come to pass. Uh, the, the Lord laid on Brother Donnie's heart uh, for us to sow a seed uh, down at Main Street Mission. And it, and it opened up for us to be able to get trailer after trailer. And, and we haven't got one the last few weeks, but we're going to in Jesus' name. Amen. Because there's a seed there. So you and I, we, we need to be in that place where we don't judge. A, well, this don't look good. This looks bad. No, I'm judging out of the seed of what God has promised, out of what He said, and it's going to come to pass. Amen? Amen. I want to close with this thought. I want you to go with me to the year 1493 because it, 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 it's a parallel of what we're dealing with right now. In 1493, uh, in the Balkan Islands, there in uh, Constantine had a city, Constant, Constant, uh, Constantpoli, 
and he had a city there. And, and there, was, there was a great war going on between the Christians and the Islamic uh, uh, agenda that was being presented. And, and while this war was going on, the church just kind of uh, enfolded in itself. They did, they, instead of uh, being an outreach, they, they just kind of uh, gathered together inside themselves and they weren't that interested in what was going on. And so uh, the, the last prophet of, of, uh, uh, of the Islam religion, um, M-A-H-O-E-T, Muhammad, he, uh, he, he brung this great force against, against this region. And so instead of praying, instead of trying to spread the gospel and the good news, they were having church meetings and they were talking inside the church. I wonder what color the Virgin Mary's eyes were. Now, this is on church record, okay? I I, I wonder, what is the true sex of the angels in heaven? Uh, if, If a fly come and got into our... You understand what we're talking about in this day and age. Got into our holy water. Would the water be polluted or would the fly be sanctified? This is what they were debating and talking about where the whole world was going to hell. While the whole world was getting ready, the city was, the, the nation, the Balkans was getting ready to fall to his Islamic resolution, revolution. We need to lay some things down and not be questioning Silly things. Paul told us, he said, don't be arguing about genealogies. Don't be thinking about those. He said, be presenting, be preaching, be living the gospel that presents a truth to somebody who will come out of darkness and come into the light. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this night. I thank you for this wonderful group of people. I thank you for the grace that we live in. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, touch each one of us. Lord, and help us to be able to open up our hands to you as your arms are unfurled toward us, as your hands are open toward us, and help us let go of the old, and help us to receive right now from you. Like Samuel, let us walk some things out, and let us see that that it's not how we think or how we uh, want to see you operate and work. It's how you're showing us moment by moment that we can judge righteous judgment that we can receive the engrafted Word which will save our souls, our mind, will, and emotions. We can see things differently, correctly. We can see things according to You. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, take us to that next place of peace, that next place of Your plan, that next place of prospering for the pushing forward of the Gospel to those who are lost and undone, those who are backslidden. Lord, let it be. We ask You in the name of Jesus, show us how to loose David, how to loose... Jesus, the anointing. We ask you in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I I, want to spend just a moment of time with you. I want to worship you. I want to honor you. I want you to show me everything that I'm holding on to, everything that I'm putting you in a box about. I want to lay those things down and and, and I want to step out. I want to walk into the new. I want to hear and I want to see the truth of my situation of, of your plan in and through my life tonight. Would you come and say, Lord, yes. I say yes to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for every person. Lord, bless every person. Bless them. Bless them. Encourage them. Help them here by the anointing of the Spirit of God right now. In Jesus' name.